The Halo universe is filled with wonder, mystery, and fascinating discoveries around every corner. With so much to explore, four friends decided it was about time that they boot up the consoles and discuss this universe that has grabbed their attention since childhood. Jumperscape Audio kindly welcomes you to join them in the library. Well, good job to you. You made it to another episode of The Library. You've gotten down pretty far into this thing. Should I start acting like this is like they're going into the library and they're exploring and actively being chased by Flood, or should I just... I mean, if you want to be a nerd... But that's... Got him. I mean, that's what I am, so like... Yeah, you so can't you can do be that. mad at me for being a man. I'm not mad at so, you. yeah, you can... I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you guys doing on this fine evening? I'm fantastic. Oh, I'm How good. about you? I'm pretty good. I got a sandwich. I am good. Shut up. Alright. Uh, Shane, you asked me how I'm doing. I'm... Yeah, sure. I'm doing. So, uh, today on the library, in the library, around, based upon the library, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, our topic of discussion is the freaking banished. Nice. I'm excited about this one because I think, first of all, you guys know a lot more about the Banished. Uh, and second of all, I found some really fun little little quirky facts about the Banished and its origin. Um, although I will point out, I am probably not going to bring up Eshram aside from right now. The entire episode because he just kind of appeared in Halo Infinite and uh, there's no background behind his appearance. So aside from him showing yes. up in a book at one point, uh, there's really nothing that actually like sets him up as being an origin point for the the banished. Not that it really makes sense either. So if you want to hear that conversation, though, head over to our Patreon because uh, Terminals episode one, we talk a little bit about the story currently and how it's being all set up. Uh, it's definitely not just an hour long of us talking about our opinions on the current state of Halo. So <laughs> as we're going into this, though, uh, it should be noted that. The focus will be entirely on the banished. Talking about Atriox is going to be sort of a, a a bullet point. We don't have an episode on the list that is going to be going into Atriox specifically, mostly because his story is very much still being told. Uh, there's still a lot to explore with his character. We know his origin point. We know what his goals are, kind of. And now we're we're kind of just waiting to see what will come next uh, if Halo ever gets another sequel. So. Uh, with that in mind, uh, I'll just kick it off right off the bat. Uh, pop quiz: Where did we first see the banished officially? Halo Wars Two. Uh, I was first. Shane, would you like was, to answer? Yes, I will say Halo Wars Two, unless we're counting books. But I'm no, sure Shane got still it Halo right. Oh my gosh, guys! Good oh, job, no. Shane. <laughs> it was Halo Wars Two. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. To my, I was gonna say, to my knowledge, it was Halo Wars Two, unless there was some random shit in a book about it beforehand. No, it but... wasn't. It wasn't a random book thing. This it was. Uh, it brought up in Halo Wars Two, a complete just bombshell of a plot line that came out of nowhere and was super interesting right from the get go. Um, I need to play Halo Wars Two again. I honestly meant to play it in between. Like the last time we did one of these and this My one, and I completely forgot because I barely remember Halo Wars 2. I mean, I openly invite you to play it while we're talking about this one if you really want to. All right. It's, openly it's so much fun. Like he needs an but, invitation. Uh, so with the Banished, uh, their their origin is pretty simple. Their concept is pretty simple. It's basically the concept of a bunch of outcasts and outliers across various empires, particularly the, the Covenant and the humans. Uh, decided, hey, we're tired of being pushed around all the time and being basically just fodder. So we're going to develop our own faction that is using the scraps of the war that is happening around us. Um, And it should be noted, the Banished does actually have access to human forces. There are quite a few humans that are actually in the Banished, and that's how they are able to access a lot of Forerunner tech and figure out how to reverse engineer a lot of the Covenant stuff. Because if you remember our conversation with the Covenant, they are not that intelligent. They required quite a bit of help from Huragog and stuff to repurpose old Forerunner tech. So humans were invaluable to the Banished. Uh, now, with Atriox's origin story, uh, would would anyone like to take up the, the mantle of telling 
Atriox's story that we saw in Halo Wars 2. Hammer. Okay. Would anyone else <laughs> like to tell this story of Atriox's <laughs> origin Hammer. story? Um, from what I remember, as far as he goes, he you know he was you know um, part of the Covenant, and then it just shit got shit went south. And he didn't like how he was being treated, more or less, and started his own faction and broke away from the Covenant. And as the years went on, more and more joined him. That, that is very true. Uh, James, I, I'm sure you already know about this one. Uh, do you know who in particular, not like a character, but the species, who in particular Atriox was a slave to? A species? He was, uh, yeah. Well, it's Sangheili, I would imagine. He was. That was the unfortunate part. The Sangheili actually, like, Atriox and his men were considered slaves, and the Sangheili would use them as... Uh, Natural selection, baby. So, the details of that story are fascinating. Um, there are a couple bits and pieces that you can get uh, from different novels of how his story was told. Uh, technically, there might be something that could be referenced back to Atriox's first appearance in a in a novel, uh, Operation Silent Storm, uh, which is a fantastic novel. Highly recommended. It. It's fantastic. Um, but his real story started with the explanation from Halo Wars Two, where you know we see that Atriox was you know, sent out time and time and time again, and every time he came back, but all of his brothers were dead. And eventually his anger and hatred for the Covenant grew. And so the, the elites were like, I, this guy's got to go. And Atriox being awesome starts a whole uprising during his execution, which results As in one the does. starts. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I do. You know, that's, I, I would <laughs> that's do the same I thing. <laughs> so, and it should be noted, uh, the, the weapon that was going to be used to execute Atriox was the Blood Blade, which can be found in uh, Halo 2 Anniversary, the multiplayer, the red energy sword. Uh, also, fun to note, I'm going to probably have to fix this later because I just noticed this. Uh, there is a typo in yeah. Halo Waypoint. Bless you. Bless you. There is Sorry. a typo on Halo Waypoint, not Waypoint, Halopedia regarding this, uh, this execution, um, which was in preparation to execute the heretic, Itho Hesiki. Ignited his blood bade. His blood bade. <laughs> his blood bade. Not so, the blood bade. So I'm going to be probably editing that for them on their behalf. But hey, now babe, their mistake will be here. I hate that. <laughs> it will be here forever for them to see. Uh, now Please the interesting thing about. Please don't fix it to blood blade. Please fix it to blood bade. <laughs> Okay, I'll keep it. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, keep so it. the the fascinating part about the Banished's origin is the the last battle that I'm aware of that Atriox took part in, that final battle when he came back that he started this whole uprising. Um so the the fascinating thing, do you guys know Halo Legends? A little bit. Not quite. This guy. Okay. This guy. So Halo Legends Sorry. is a collection of short films made by various uh, anime studios in Japan. Uh, oh, wait. Is that is that the same? This might be completely f***ing wrong, but oh well, if it's not. Is that the one who did the uh, the Headhunter animation? I, I don't know if it was the same company. I think that was a different one, but because uh, like Headhunters was years after Halo Legends. Okay, well, like I said, it could have been completely wrong, or but I, 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 it <laughs> I really don't know. On track. I don't, I don't know it who sounded on track. produced them, but Halo, Halo Legends was a collection of short films, uh, a varying degree of cool, with only one of them declared to be completely non-canon, which is the one about thirteen thirty-seven Spartan thirteen thirty-seven, uh, which the reason why you can automatically tell that that's a a meme and not really canon is thirteen thirty-seven is leap speak, so. That's like OG back whenever MLG memes were a thing. That's that's what that lead thing is for. Simpler times. He he. It's, I love Spartan thirteen thirty seven. He's hilarious, and the fight that he has with that giant brute is just awesome. Um, so there's a, a specific short film in that collection called Prototype, which 
has this uh, this Marine sergeant nicknamed Ghost uh, putting on one of the original prototype uh, combat suits that would eventually turn into Mjolnir armor uh, in order to save as many men as he possibly could during this massive fight, which eventually costs his life. But it he did kill pretty much every Covenant in the area during that fight. Now, that fight was more than just one weapons research facility under attack. Like, the whole planet was under attack. And Atriox was on that planet taking part in that battle. So, that whole situation was basically where Atriox came back from. Everyone died, he didn't. So, that's the fascinating part, is that they actually created some form of connective tissue that connected him somewhat. So, that stuff is fantastic. Uh, also, the Prophet of Truth is the one that ordered Atriox's execution. So uh, we also got a little bit of an early reference to how Prophet of Truth was not very interested in uh, these quote-unquote heretics that were not interested in the Great Journey. <laughs> how can someone name name Truth be such a bullshitter? Oh gosh, can we can we reference Halo dubs more? <laughs> By all means, it's fine with me. I just I love that show so much, and I I understand why it can't come back because. You know, it's really difficult to make dub episodes of the future games because those games don't have nearly as long cutscenes. First of all, he I remember that he did the Halo 3 one, but the Halo 3 yeah, one didn't did last nearly as long because there's nope. like 10 minutes of cutscene. <laughs> so two oh, things about truth real quick. Sure. I will say he has a good track record for sussing out when people, when a certain faction is about to start to split from the Covenant and want to go their own way get common yeah. sense um <laughs> he has a bad track record for s turning those factions into a big problem for the covenant <laughs> i mean for real the the fact that the banished are described to be basically the biggest threat that the covenant had faced is just ridiculous to me but then again their numbers were quick like they grew super fast uh because they, they were picking up all sorts of different kinds of mercenaries and Pretty much anyone in the Covenant that was like, eh, I'm tired of this. They would just <laughs> join the Banished. Humanity, I, they, ne they almost got us. I'm also but, a, the but the Banished, they never got close. Isn't that what she says? Something like that. Yeah. Very, very, very close, yeah. I'm also a big fan of Atriox's backstory and how it makes sense that, one, he's so good, and two, he's looked up to as a leader because if he survives all those battles as sort of the underdog that pushes him up in the limelight so much um yeah. and it also makes it make sense why he's such a good fighter um so i'm a, I'm a big fan of how that backstory is is done and the cutscenes are beautiful i know i need more of him dude like I, that was that was the major thing that i was like oh i'm glad that you're in here atriox for halo infinite but man i really wish that you weren't only a threat in the opening cutscene yeah <laughs> because i just love him i i really like this concept of him as the as the big bad since we didn't get the didact uh i just halo needs a big bad and atriox fits the bill so i i need more of him and we've seen him tear apart these very highly placed spartans yeah which is twos yeah the spartan twos which is insane <laughs> he's also the first ever thing that I've seen at least like completely manhandle Master Chief like yeah. he's a ragdoll. <laughs> Just fucking threw him. You when my, when I started when I played the campaign with my younger brother and he, that opening cutscene, he's like, Oh, he this chief is just gonna, you know, kick everyone's ass on the ship and then drop down on the ring. just like in CE. Nope, here comes this giant oversized monkey with a weird looking arm and just completely <laughs> manhandles him. Yeah, I very it's I, brutal. I very much hope that if they do bring back Atrox as the main bad guy and we well, end up I'm having sure they... a, a classic yeah. boss battle with him, I very much hope they find a way to do that justice. I don't want them to kill him off anytime soon. No, no. the dude's got to stay. He's so cool. I love no, him. No, they got. I do not want them to. I do not. Maybe that's why they gave Eshram the boot so quick. Hopefully, like it's just setting up a longer I'm, I'm hoping that's conflict with. I mean, I'd imagine. I mean, the post credit scene of Inf Infinite tells me that that's clearly what they're going for but who knows what the fuck they're going for these days yeah uh the banished after they were formed though uh, aside from atriox and and his specific rising 
uh, it, it was actually kind of fascinating because in their early stages, they were often compared to the Jirohane that were led by Tartarus, which was like Halo 2 stuff. Um, but Atriox was very much clear. He's like, we're very much different from him. There's, there's no comparison that you can make between us. <laughs> because, you know, Tartarus, while he was strong and his brutes were ridiculously powerful, they were blinded by, by but the Covenant. But the Banished were strong and not blinded by anything. They just wanted to have power uh, in order to... It was sort of like a self-righteous thing that they were trying to pull off. But it was somewhat justified. They were basically survivors and, and they were trying to make their way... Making their way through the galaxy as best as they could. Um... So Atriox being this this leader that is representing freedom more than anything else was that, like that's the big deal is that they're fighting for something that they think is going to ensure their freedom. Hence why they're trying to control the Ark. Hence why they're trying to fight the humans because they're like we fought the Covenant. We beat the Covenant. We're not under their rule anymore. You think you can take the control of the galaxy. We're not letting that happen because we're not letting anybody control us anymore. So the Banished have a very good reason to fight the humans. Um, it's just never made clear <laughs> and also the fact that the covenant steamrolled us as yeah. and if it wasn't for the big guy in the green suit they would have mm-hmm. and cortana like they would have took our fucking lunch money and the banish is <laughs> like well we kicked the covenant's ass during their that the height of their power why can't we just you know kill the humans yeah. why can't we defeat humanity and like and they can i mean they have too it's tough Quick question, because uh, I had forgotten that it was a possibility. Um, I finished Halo 3 uh, recently, and whenever they... Spoiler alert if anyone hasn't finished Halo 3. um, Whenever they destroy that ring that the Ark creates at the end, um, uh, Guilty Spark is worried about the ring destroying the Ark, um, but obviously it doesn't completely destroy the arc. What was the damage to the arc once the ring was destroyed? Like, was it substantial at all? It, it was. It it affected the thing's foundry, and it also, I mean, the high charity was stuck in the center of the arc. So, like, that last ring, I'm fairly certain, is the last ring the arc will ever make. Okay, so it ruined its ability to make more. As far as I'm aware. As far because, as we know. Because, uh, like, we don't really know all of the damage that has been done to the arc. Yeah, but we do know that. I mean, that was a pretty large explosion. A lot of the arcs, like a lot of the stuff that happens with the arc. I mean, it's forerunner architecture, so it's able to take a hit. But arc the arc, as well as the halo rings, <laughs> the arc as well as the halo rings were <laughs> they? They were. I, I don't want to say they were designed to be, but they were fragile. Mm. Uh, from the very beginning, the the builders knew that they. That's why they made the halos smaller. They went from you know 30,000 kilometers to 10,000 kilometers because they were like just if we a turn mere this adjustment t- if we turn this thing too fast it will split apart yeah. <laughs> um so the arc did take damage and it it is definitely uh, it's it definitely affecting its ability to do the thing that it normally does actually well okay. um but it's not something that's really important i guess at this moment because the arc has already fulfilled its plot element i guess um, so at this point, it's just, here's this final Halo ring, and uh, that's that's all we really got. Because aside from that, the, or- the Ark can obviously still open portals. It can still d- control a great deal of Forerunner architecture and design, but it's ultimately right now just a, con- a central control hub. Yeah. Which, that's all it really needs to be. Um, and of course, now there's the problem of it being definitely overrun by Flood. But <laughs> slight issue, yeah. a smish smish you, if you will. A smish you. <laughs> I hate the fact that that joke is sticking. I'm so I glad. Really do. It, it's the, the fact let, that it's sticking. Let him all have this one. Sad. Yeah, <laughs> give me one, Brian, joke. Michael, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, you can you can refer to if him as any of name. the following names: <laughs> Jamal, Michael, Bryant, Brent, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> It's all love. I didn't mean it. <laughs> that last bit is on the the legal papers. <laughs> it is. That was actually you all one name. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as for where we are right now, because there's obviously we don't have a lot in terms of history for the banished, aside from 
we know like Covenant, we beat Covenant, yay. Yeah. Uh, currently, the most recent escapades of the Banished involve, you know, they released the Flood into the Ark. And I mean, they did a pretty darn good job fighting them off. I was actually kind of surprised at how effective they were at fighting the Flood. A lot of them had fought it in the past because of the Flood's appearance and stuff, but mostly it was just Atriox that knew about it, uh, and hence why hence Atriox the, is rather I vague. Not to go inside. Yeah. Oh gosh, that cutscene is so sick. <laughs> also, just, it also uh, helps that they have like a bunch of plasma weapons and all the glassing beams just ready to go. And armor. Their, their armor is definitely helping them prevent, uh, get them little tentacles in their in their veins Very and true. vital organs. Um, that stuff is what's really given them the edge. But th- the fact that they were able to even fight off a massive biomass within a, like a day of the flood surrounding the whole arc was impressive. Their power is ridiculous. Um, but upon that, right. after their hopefully containment of that whole thing, I, I think they were able to contain it eventually. I don't actually remember that DLC very well, so I don't remember what happened after they cleared the entire site. But uh, the Banished were able to open up a portal from the Ark back to the Milky Way because, uh, you know, the Ark is not even in our galaxy. Uh, and when they do that, that's when they go in to uh, go to Reach. I don't really remember entirely why they were on Reach. Uh, let me see if I can actually look at that one because that one because like I know why the humans were on Reach. They were trying to to find a, a remnant copy of Cortana, basically, or like her sister, more like like there there was a design for Cortana. They were that looking was... for Halsey's brain, I believe. Her oh, wow. flash clone brain. Ugh. Another. Clone <laughs> I read that or... book. Which book? We need to get. Uh, I, I'm so disappointed that we didn't get like any like reach for like gameplay like dirt about that. I mean, I know there was a book, but like, like why put it in a book? Just let us play. Do you know how much the fans would have appreciated that being able to go to reach for something like that? I mean, I would have been happy to have a game that takes place during the created in general. That, that, would, that would have been cool instead of being there right when it ends. Because the but thing that was really unfortunate I'm about sure we'll that, get that book at some point, but. The thing that was really unfortunate about that book is you're in the world of Cortana in control and like the level of fear that all the characters have, like they won't even speak her name was awesome. And it got me like, oh, maybe this could actually work, you know, like this will actually be kind of cool. And then, boom, nope, doesn't matter. (laughs) And which book was this? Shadows Uh, of Reach. Yeah. Shadows of Reach. The only Halo book I have ever read. Oh, wow. It's a good book to pick. <laughs> I will listen to that. Would rather it been a game? Yeah, basically the the whole objective of uh, the humans on Reach was to return and search Halsey's lab to see if anything survived the base's destruction. They, there wasn't anything in particular they were after, but they were they knew there were certain things in that lab that could help them, and they found them. If you're a citizen on Reach at that point, you should just know to leave at this point because everything <laughs> just goes bad. It is. It should be noted, though the the things that they found on Reach led to the weapons development. So, what they found was effectively what they needed to defeat Cortana, which was just another Cortana. Um, so the banished were there. I I don't again. I don't really know why they were there. Uh, I'm kind of looking at Halopedia right now to see if there's anything that. Uh, aside from the fact that they were meeting the keepers of the one freedom there, which is another faction, um, I I think it's something about they were using it as a as a staging ground for negotiations or something diplomacy. That's pretty much all I know. Um, but aside from that, uh, after those events of Shadows of Reach, we jump immediately to the occupation of Zeta, Halo, and Halo Infinite, um, which a lot of the occupation is going to end up taking place in the, the books because, you know, we we skipped six months in Halo Infinite. Um, if and most of... Huh? If you'll refresh my memory real quick, because I only played Halo Infinite once, um, and also I don't... Did Zeta Halo appear in Halo Wars 2? In Halo Wars 2, no. Okay, so yeah, please refresh my memory. Why is Zeta Halo important? 
Zeta Halo is the oldest Halo ring and the only one of the seven Halo rings that is the original 30,000-kilometer 30, 30, design. Okay. And it has a bunch of, like, stuff on it that they don't fully understand that's probably going to be, like, used as, like, a plot element, like uh, time travel. That's a, that's a that's heavily hinted at in Halo Infinite. Yeah, it's in the in the wise words of Joseph Staten when he was showing off the the Halo ring during the campaign presentation, uh, the oldest and most mysterious ring. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's it is wild. I after spending a lot of time just exploring it, trying to search every single crack and crevice, there's a lot of stuff in there that I even I can explain. I don't really. I'm looking around at the, some of the stuff, and I'm like, hmm, yep, that's that's that. <laughs> it's interesting. Don't know what the f that's called, but it's there. It's interesting that it's the oldest, but it seems unfinished. Like there's a lot well, of gaps and stuff. Well, I'm my friend, sure do you remember the being do, unfinished? Do, no, no, no. It's not that. Do you do you guys remember what happened in the campaign? Which part? Well, I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, okay. Like, what uh, spoiler alert: at? Cortana just self-destructed herself, and the explosion was what ripped a hole in the ring. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. No, I gotcha. <laughs> I completely forgot that part. Yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the pilot that even said something about it looking unfinished. Yeah, that was the only. That was the thing. So basically, if just to just to this is good because this is actually part of the story. Uh, following the occupation of the ring and all of that, uh, Atriox confronts Cortana directly. He is not afraid of her, which, of course, is just like, thank you, Atriox, for continuing to just be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> he he's, he's confronting her because he refuses to bow down to the created, and, of course, Cortana is mad about that, so, reasonably so, and with diplomacy in mind, she blows up the brute homeworld. <laughs> <laughs> and with diplomacy in mind, and peace as a priority, she fucking bombs the sh** uses just a bunch of guardians to death star this thing <laughs> for the sake of peace genocide <laughs> and of course atriox in the cool way that he normally does stuff he just watches it happen unflinching like, oh oh he, that kind of hurts he's but, like you know you will pay for resolve? this <laughs> <laughs> he just he, he just stares and he knows he's going to get revenge and he does uh, through the events that happen, uh, Cortana, you know, she realizes what she's done. She starts to kind of gain lucidity after doing all these horrible things. And so as a final act of, uh, of hopefully making things right, she decides to destroy herself and everything around her, uh, which I guess was not entirely the intention, but, you know, powerful AI that is now in a physical form who knows what's packing an energy in that there in that thing so uh yeah when she died uh that resulting explosion tore a massive hole in the ring hey there halo fans don't go anywhere we'll be back with our friends right after these messages that'll do it yep so it sure will yeah, the ring has just kind of been floating around this whole time. It's been fine. And then, you know, one blue lady shows up and now there's a giant hole or something. <laughs> oh, wow. How'd that get there? <laughs> um, so, yeah, th that's pretty much the gist of the story of the Banished so far. Uh, after we've gotten the ring destroyed, there's not much else that we can really reference to. Uh, it, just because from there... All we know is that at some point Atriox somehow survived that destruction of Cortana. Somehow Atriox survived. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, which, like, you know what? He's so cool. I, I'm cool with just sitting back and and letting and there be a Sergeant Johnson answer for him surviving that explosion. Yeah, Sergeant just... Johnson got it once. Atriox can get it too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we Everyone gets one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Atriox is alive now. Uh, and this is when we start to understand that there are banished affiliated human mercenary groups, um, primarily on New Mombasa, which is fascinating. Uh, and so now they're starting to do things like create shipyards in abandoned uh, UNSC fleet depots and all of that. They're doing some crazy stuff. So now the created left without a leader. Uh, the banished just rush the galaxy, and they now have filled that power vacuum. The banished. So, 
with that done though it's unsure what's going to it's, it's uncertain what's going to happen next now because the created have little to no power uh there have been some stories recently especially regarding if you guys remember him from Halo 5 Governor Sloan <laughs> I um, remember him I do remember he, him yep yeah he actually got a promotion uh from Cortana because of how uh loyal he was let me actually see if I can find President his current Sloan. rank President Sloan <laughs> Uh, God he... Emperor Sloan. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can actually find anything about this because he does get a pretty neato position within the uh, within the created. Like as soon as he was repaired by the domain, he became quite a character. Uh, which I think these are all going into. Yeah, these are somewhat novel related yeah there's a whole novel related to it which i really want to read that novel retribution retribution just looks awesome because retribution just to give a little bit and why it's so cool uh a young a, a what is it homicide detective turned oni operative and a young team of spartan threes uh work with a infamous brute who leads the keepers of the one freedom uh <laughs> and it's their their mission is to find some secret research station and dude it's so cool it's so neat anything uh, with oni is very interesting i they're so fascinating it doesn't matter how horrible they are sometimes um i mean it matters but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it matters but it's still cool um so oh yeah 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 so you know this current event that's happening with uh, Halo Infinite with this whole n- new thing of uh, this banished AI that's about to start infecting Spartans? Yes. Yeah, the event. Slightly. Yeah. I guess, if you want to put it that way. So, the firewall contingency, that is, that's what the whole event is named after. Sloan developed the firewall contingency. So, he's still involved. I. That's the one thing that I really can't put uh, against 343 is that they do I mean they put in a lot of effort to connect dots because it's like you know what, who would develop the firewall contingency well uh, one of the leading guys in the created who was a big proponent for Cortana's rule that makes sense a character that we know that would definitely be able to just go and do that great love it but um, yeah putting all of that aside with the created and stuff um there's not much else that happened after that. Uh, Banish just filled that void in the galaxy, and now humans are once again on the back foot, and they have to try to find a way to take down Atriox and his rule, but that's going to be very difficult when you just lost your flagship, and they know where your house is. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door. It's like, it's like you get a text from Atriox, and it's just like, I know where you live, and I'm rapidly approaching. That's terrifying. <laughs> Okay, you get a text from Atrex. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. So Atriox uh, and the Banished. Now that we got their story taken care of, uh, just a little bit of explanation. This will probably be a shorter episode than most. So apologies for that, but Banished story is sort shorter than most. Um, so with that all addressed, Banished and Atriox, their whole setup the way that their society works is actually kind of interesting. Because um, first of all, it's a military hierarchy. So, you know, Atriox is the is the top of the food chain and anyone underneath him, you know, you respect them, but you have to also be aware that your leadership could change at any time. <laughs> um, Atriox was not known for killing his underlings, but, you know, he always could. Uh, there were... No shit. There were an inner circle of chieftains that were called uh, the the Atriox's Chosen, uh, and they pretty much were just used as a way to enforce compliance among the higher ranks, according to Halopedia. And uh, so with them being all focused on strength and practicality and stuff, they weren't really ones to follow any form of the, uh, like the past covenant's interest in things that were of faith and religion and all of that. No interest in that whatsoever. They pretty much just wanted a uh, a way to grab power. They they wanted to prove that even the smallest of the galaxy could rise to a very large occasion. Such as in the case of how their their emphasis on 
taking species like Ungoyan humans uh, and putting them into places of high power didn't result in anything bad because there were quite a few grunts, for example, that would actually ascend to pretty high ranks, lest we forget Yap Yap the Destroyer. I try to I sometimes. Love. Dude, I, can, I, I love Yap Yap so much. He's such a funny concept. Um, you know, Yap Yap the Destroyer is up there. There are some jackals that rose to really high ranks. There's Sankili. There's Brutes. Like, they don't discriminate. You can, ra ra you can raise to a very high rank rather quickly in the Banished, so long as you're trusted by Atriox, and it's clear that your intentions are for your men or creatures. Yeah, I don't, don't you remember that high-value target jackal that you can just one-shot in Halo Infinite? Now, I didn't say that they were strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes it just made sense. Yeah. For that, like, the jackal, I mean, I guess they could have gave him a shield, but I, I mean, like, an actual shield, not like one of the ones jackals carry around. Mm -hmm. But I think I don't think the the player base would have reacted too kindly to a jackal having like some type of overshield or something. Yeah. Now this system isn't perfect though. Of course, there's still moments where in the banished elites and brutes will still fight each other from time to time, and the the brutes still occasionally will treat the grunts as uh, inferior on all accounts. But checks out as one does. Uh, their their forces though are ridiculous. Uh, they have a incredible amount of firepower at their disposal, especially now that they have access to high charity. Uh, first of all, when you have Silent Shadow on your side, you're pretty much safe and secure at all times because those dudes are ridiculous. Uh, hire out a couple shipmasters and get their cruisers and stuff. Doesn't matter how many you get t destroyed. You still got more on the back burner, so that was no longer a problem. Uh, ally with some of the insurrectionist forces, and you've got yourself a ticket into all of human space. <laughs> um, and then probably some of the most important stuff would be things such as uh, when they got an alliance with the Let Golo, the Hunter Worms, and uh, now the Hunter Worms just power most of Banished technology. So they, their alliances with all these different species is what makes them really, really dangerous. Uh, and now, of course, the Endless is supposedly aiding the Banished. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, technically, going back to our conversation in Terminals, uh, so anyway with the Skimmers, um, <laughs> they, they were... They were oh my god. I appreciate <laughs> We had we went on like an hour long tangent. We started talking about <laughs> the skimmers and oh my god, we went on an hour long tangent about the the state of Halo. And then you're like, all right, well, anyway, back to the skimmer. It was a mental <laughs> flashbang. It was so fun to listen to. Oh my to again. gosh! So the skimmers, though, they were under the command of the Harbinger. They were technically, I guess, without knowing anything about the Endless or understanding quite what they are. My best guess is that the skimmers were some sort of servants. Like, that's my best understanding. Because, uh, you know, the Harbinger is uh, is a, one of the Endless. That's her species. Um, although the actual species name, because, you know, we don't ever refer to species as their real species name until you learn it. Uh, I think the way you say the name is Zalanin, like Zalanin or something, or Zalanin. Sounds like it, a medicine I should be allergic to. <laughs> if your loved one took Zalanin. <laughs> you may be entitled you may to be. financial compensation. God, you were going to say it. I got there first. Damn it. But yeah, it's, it's uh, X-A-L-A-N-Y-N. I got the Discord so first. My, my, I, I think that's how you should pronounce it. It's just Zalalin or Zalalin, one of those two. Amoxicillin. It sounds, it sounds honestly like, it does sound like a pretty Halo species name, so I'm cool with that. I hope you know that drug. now, whenever we get to any point that has to do with them in a game, like if they actually bring them back in the future, which they should, I will just be calling them different medications. And I work for a pharmacy, so I have oh plenty no, to pull from. Oh, oh no, bro, it's the fucking Tylenol. Dude, look out, it's Aptium. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Viagra, watch out. Oh god, it's the Viagra. Oh my god. We got Ativan on the left. Benadryl. <laughs> Benadryl. Benadryl. <laughs> oh, dude.
So funny stuff. Uh, funny the endless. Stuff. You could technically consider them as part of the banished because they were at least helping the banished. But it, I mean, I, I we don't really know what ends are in terms of what the the Adavans want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it really comes down to whatever it is that we that we see them wanting in the future. We know that it has something to do with humans' destruction because they apparently are not the ones that were supposed to take the mantle. Which, I mean, if you're gonna go in like retcon OG storyline, are we? Are we? Is this going to be like a retcon of a retcon because humans have? I been... don't think. Uh, I don't know if I would put retcon. Well, I don't know if retcon is the right word, but just like I guess move on heavily. It's just like the the whole thing of humans being. You know, humans being the the reclaimers. It's like, uh, you can't argue with that because the forerunners just do it all the time. And the only way you can say that they that this is wrong is the forerunners were wrong and also the precursors were wrong. You would have to undermine everything that was in the original forerunner trilogy. Really so, did you really just... Incredibles in my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did, buddy. I sure did. So, uh, this is wait, what? What? Oh, I'm I'm kind of like I'm oh. reading through Halopedia as I normally do while I'm talking on the show. Um, okay. Oftentimes I'm reading about stuff I'm not even talking about. I'm just <laughs> I'm just exploring Halopedia. Uh, and this is fascinating actually because uh. If this is accurate, then that would mean that the Zalilin would not be creations of the precursors. Um, it's a very simple statement. Although incredibly little is known about their nature, the Zalilin somehow have the ability to manipulate various forces and energy types in unique ways. The most troubling ability the Zalilin have, however, is a peculiar attunement to the elements of living time itself, though to what extent remains unknown. If you remember our precursor episode, one of the standout features of the precursors was that they were capable of controlling living time. So the equivalent or something, I, I would be hard pressed to call them precursors. <laughs> it was something. I don't know. Without having any context of these creatures and never knowing anything about them aside from you know, one of them is just mean and poetic without making any sense, even if you break down her poems. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing about that that's like, whoa, to me, because I don't know anything about them, so I'm just kind of waiting for more to come out, be it in a novel or a, or a game. I'll take a game, though. A game would be cool. <laughs> a good one. Whoa, a good game. Hold on. We don't talk about our opinions on the library, we talk about our opinions in terminals. <laughs> <laughs> You can go over to oh, Terminals right now, actually. You can go to our Patreon, and you can check out the after show uh, where we talk about multiple things, either inside or outside of the Halo community. And we just we don't have any particular script or ideas in mind, so we just talk about whatever. You should really hop over there. It's, we would really love to see you specifically, Thomas. So... Uh, anyway, speaking of Tom, there's some random kid named Thomas Watch, and this is like, oh. I'm keeping up this joke. I'm waiting until someone listens and I address their name, and I, and then you know we get a comment on Patreon or in one of our Spotify QAs that I always hook up, and they're just like, dude, my name is Caleb. That's my name. <laughs> Statistically speaking. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that is pretty much the gist of the Banished as we know right now. Their story is still being told. They're still being expanded upon. The novels are doing a fantastic job currently of expanding them without ruining them or making them overly complicated. Their story in general is rather simple, so I kind of appreciate that they're not trying to go into too many layers with it. I think you you could probably argue that they went one layer too deep with Eshram being a thing. Just because, like, where did he come from? Like, where did he go? Where did he go? No, he's dead. Oh. Where did he come from? <laughs> 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 but it's like, Eshram is built up to be this character that, uh, that was the mentor of Atriox, but the only problem with that is, you know, in Halo 2, or Halo Wars 2, you have the cutscene that clearly 
dictates how Atriox rose to power. And nothing in there was I like, yep, he needs mentoring. <laughs> yeah. He just rose to power and took charge. I don't, I, I, him having Gaul's storyline from Destiny, uh, it just doesn't check out for him. So I'm glad Eshrim is dead, so then we don't have to worry about that anymore. But if Atriox brings up Eshrim like he was a better version of him, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't bro. think I don't think they'll go that route. I, I don't think that they'll try to make Eshram out to be stronger than that Atriox. Because I'll be like, Atriox, let, let me level with you real quick. You are strong. Because <laughs> like, that, that, yeah. that would under I mean, yes, but like think, thinking logically in the, the course of the Halo story, that would completely undermine a boss fight between the Master Chief and Atriox. I mean, considering yeah, God, like the opening scene of Halo Infinite, where Chief literally just gets his lunch money taken from him, it's just like it, it, there's just no way that they try to imply that Eshram was stronger. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Well, would be very shocked. Uh, is there anything in particular that you guys wanted to know about uh, the Banish that I might not have covered? Because we're still missing things like you know what kind of tech did they have, what sort of classes did they represent uh, uh well excuse me how far were they banished how far were they banished yes like where were they sent yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean like if you want an answer is the name banished what they were dubbed or did they name themselves that they named themselves that because you know there wasn't really uh, such uh, a thing as banished there's only execution <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the covenant, no banishment. You're just dead. You're just you dead. You would get locked yeah, up. Okay. You could you could get imprisoned, but uh, the details of what happens when you're imprisoned is kind of uh, sketchy at times because you know it's, sometimes it's one thing, sometimes it's the other. The only you time have... that you really have, sorry, hmm? you have been banished from life. Yeah, basically, because the only time that you really have any character that has a technical form of banishment, as you could probably refer to it as, is when there's a new arbiter. Just because you've effectively taken that elite and you've that's turned barely into, banishment. You're that, that's just a suicide mission. It, it is, but you're you're banished from everything that you had at one point. So especially with you know Thelvadam, Halo Two, and Halo Three's Arbiter. It, it, I mean, he was a, a great shipmaster. Like he commanded hundreds of ships, and in one day he lost all of it and lacked every bit of respect from all of his peers. <laughs> So it's like, in a way, it's just straight, you are designed to die. And another way, it's yeah, you know, you've, mission. Been, you've been banished. Um, but there really isn't any other example, at least not off the top of my head, that I can think of where you have the Covenant having some sort of system in place where, you know, you banish a creature to a far off world. And at no point do I remember there being a, uh, a Napoleon Bonaparte in the Covenant. <laughs> what a shame. Uh, any other inquiries, questions for for me, your friendly neighborhood uh, informational AI um, guy? Is Mayonnaise a banished member? <laughs> James, How are you, you doing today, James? Hey, are we doing all right? He needs to lay out the whiskey. According to Halopedia, Mayonnaise was actually indoctrinated into the banished roughly 25... <laughs> 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 Isn't there like something like canonically like after Halo Five, like Arbiter and Chief had a steak and he doesn't like relish or something stupid? It, it was a. I don't really know what he ate. It was a barbecue. James, help me out. Um, fuck. It was. Oh god. They had. This is in Shadows of Reach as well. Fuck. Um, they had barbecue yeah. in that hut. And oh, Arbiter. Fun fact: does not like coleslaw. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay, I thought it was relish. <laughs> Well, who would eat relish yeah. straight up? You know? I mean, I'm not saying he ate with, it straight like, up. Relish is a condiment. Another, he clearly did. coleslaw is a side. Coleslaw. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I vibe with it, kind of. I, I can go with some good coleslaw from time to time, but I can't say it. It's like, you know, I will always get it every time I see it. But anyway, uh, so aside <laughs> from all that. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the banished story from now for now anyway. Uh, highly recommend though that you go and check out some of the more recent novels that have included their story. Shadows of Breach tells a lot of it, um, and then of course, if you haven't yet played Halo Wars Two, I mean, I, I get it. I, I I get it, Steve. If you don't like, you know, RTS games and you want to just play the first person shooters, you know, I get it. But here's the thing: 
you're Steve stupid. Down's watching and this. You need to uh, <laughs> shedding a tear, <laughs> and you need to take some time to expose yourself to other experiences, especially when it comes to the Halo universe. If you really want to prove to that cute girl down the street that you know what you're doing, you gotta you gotta get up and play more Halo, uh, and you, you gotta expand yourself beyond just the you know the prime time games. You need to you know Reach, ODST, Spartan Runner. You gotta get into those games. <laughs> yeah, speaking side. of which, uh, my Halo Wars Two finished installing, and I uh, watched the first cutscene. Where are the railings for that cryopod area? Literally, they're like stumbling out of their pods. Someone trips, they're they're gone. It's that's, fine. That's a safety hazard. It's fine. I'm gonna sue. Why I'm you're not on this? For them. <laughs> I'm gonna sue for them <laughs> on their behalf, representing the people. <laughs> It's fine. It's the spirit of fire. They're probably all beyond experienced. Because, man, the spirit of fire is awesome. I want to do an episode on spirit of fire. I should retroactively change one of these episodes into just the spirit of fire. Okay. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you. We, we appreciate your time that you've given over to, to letting us talk for an hour and you fill in uh, the gaps of the conversation where... You know, you find a spot where you would like to say something to us. If you do, though, then you can head over to our Patreon, as I mentioned before. Terminals After Show will be coming up after this one. And on Patreon, you can message us directly. We always look at the messages, so you can feel free to hop over there, chat with us directly, and we'll hopefully see you there. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. The library was produced and published by Jumperscape Audio. Funding was provided by our fantastic patrons on Patreon. Big thanks to Dark Salad 42 and Connor Clark. If you enjoy the show and wish to support Jumperscape's future projects or get some sweet benefits, join our Patreon at patreon.com jumperscape or become part of this truly special community at discord.gg jumperscape. Thank you for your listenership, and we hope you enjoyed.